Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, aka Lawrence Holmes, and this is my Bears Vikings 2 preview electric boogaloo. Here's what I think is important today. It's not going to be a super long podcast because, quite honestly, my back has been hurting. That's why I didn't put this out yesterday. But I do want to talk about it today. I'm very interested in the game. I am curious to see what we get from the Bears in this game. The biggest question at hand for the Bears is, is what we've seen over the last 10 quarters of Mitchell Trubisky been real? Now, I believe that if you look at what happened in the second half of the Packers game, you had a team that was a little disinterested because they had gotten out to such a big lead. And then you look at the two defenses that they played against over the last couple of weeks. A Detroit Lions defense that's not good, even though they played kind of inspired. And quite honestly, at the end of that game, their defense made plays and the Bears defense didn't. And a Texans team that is just not, they are outmanned and outgunned, accepted the quarterback spot, and he can only do so much, even though he has tried to do a whole lot. So what have we seen? What we've seen is an offense that looks better. It looks as if maybe it gives us a lot of regret. And I think that that's the hardest part of this. There's a lot of regret that goes into the 2020 season, especially if the Bears don't make the playoffs. If they they make the playoffs, then the point becomes a little moot. But when you look at the fact that a lot of people were clamoring for Matt Nagy to give up play calling duties earlier in the season and earlier in his tenure, then you would be disappointed in the fact that we are seeing a better version of the offense with Bill Lazor calling the plays. And you have now seen the thing that I think a lot of Bears fans have been sitting there saying for a long time about Mitchell Trubisky, and that's a matter of, well, why weren't you moving the pockets? Why weren't you using his athleticism? Why weren't you doing all of the things that, that seem to lend themselves to being better for him and better for your offense than what you've already done. And over the last couple of weeks, we have seen the Bears borrow from the Rams playbook, which if you listen to this podcast, I have been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think that Mitch Trubisky is more talented than Jared Goff. And I think that, Sean McVay has done a much better job of squeezing every single ounce of talent out of Jared Goff. And he got Jared Goff really rich and he got the Rams to the Super Bowl. And maybe they end up going to the Super Bowl again this year. Who knows? I don't I wouldn't bet on it, but they have a chance. With the Bears, you have seen over these last three years, everyone asked for okay, there can be more. There can be more stuff that you can do with Mitch and and you can try to counterpunch when they try to take away some of the things that he does. And I feel like Minnesota was probably one of the better teams that did that in the 2018 season even. Mike Zimmer's group has been able to do that. I would say that he and the Packers 
were the the two groups that did the best job of adjusting to all of the good things that Mitch did and all of the things that he was able to do on the run. Now the question becomes, can you do can can you continue some of this good stuff? And I just think that it's a matter of giving him a chance to be his best. I don't think that his best is elite in the NFL. I truly don't. But I think that it might be good enough if your defense is good enough, which is another question. More on Mitch in a minute. Let me talk about something that is important for the defense today. Yesterday, I was kind of waiting to find out what the deal was going to be. It wasn't just my back, but I was waiting to find out who was going to be healthy enough. Yesterday, the Bears announced that Jalen Johnson and Deion Bush are out. They're out for the game. So that means that you've probably got to figure out some sort of coverage of Justin Jefferson with Buster Screen. And we have seen game plans where Buster Screen has been picked on, and now you're going to put one of the best receivers in the game out there, and you're going to have to make a choice. It's either him or Thielen. Kyle Fuller can't be everywhere. So if you end up in some man situations, that's a problem. I also think that Deion Bush has been a valuable contributor when the Bears want to go into dime packages this year. So they're playing at a deficit today defensively. And here's the thing about Kirk Cousins. He has not played as badly as we think. Like we we need to give him credit for the 2020 season that he's actually having versus the season that we kind of think he always has, if that makes any sense. This is Kirk Cousins in 2020. He's played all 13 games. He's averaging 8.2 yards an attempt, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's really good for him. A little 2-to-1 interception ratio. He hasn't had a clunker, like a really terrible game, since week two. That's the last time that Kirk Cousins has had a passer rating that's been below 90. 90. Think about that. That Kirk Cousins is having that type of season where he's been efficient. And the first time that we talked, the Vikings were doing this thing where they were kind of only letting him throw 25 times a game. And that seemed to be the number. He's still been efficient over the last few games, including the game against the Bears, where he went 25-36, 70% of his passes, two touchdowns, a passer rating of 100.7. Now, here's the, the, what the Bears can look at. They can look at the fact that there was no protection over the last two weeks. Kirk Cousins has been sacked 10 times. If ever there was going to be a game where the Bears could get after a quarterback, this would be it. If you still want to keep your playoff dreams alive, here's your chance to do it. Because that offensive line is a little bit battered, and where they're not battered, they're not very good. They've given up 82 yards of sack yards in the last two weeks. Kirk Cousins has been getting beat up, and you know how bad it is? His yards per attempt went from 12 to 6 
in the last three games. It's letting you know the defenses are doing a good job of getting after him and getting after the Vikings offense. Still, overall, he's been better than what he usually is. And we're stuck going, is this going to be a similar game? Will it be ugly like the Monday night game was? Or has the Bears offense turned a corner? In games that Mitch is starting, the, they're scoring like 27 points a game. And when I was talking about earlier, the other thing that you lament if you're the Bears and if you're a Bears fan is going away from Mitch made sense in the game against the Falcons. Would it have made sense for them to let him start again? Did they stay with Foles too long? Granted, Mitch got hurt when they were out here having him do his Taysom Hill impersonation against the Saints. But did they wait too long to give him another shot? Is what we've seen sustainable? And I don't mean for the 2021 season and beyond. I'm really just looking at this three-game sample. Can they get the same type of production out of Mitch that they've gotten? Because if, if you're telling me they are, if you're convinced that they are going to get that, then I give him a good chance, and I give, I give him a good chance of doing well and making some money for himself, and I give the Bears a really good chance of making the playoffs. The Packers are still going to play for something. I know people are holding out hope that they're not playing for anything. Aaron Rodgers is playing for an MVP. It's, it's important to him. And the one seed is more valuable than ever, and the Saints are right there with the Packers. So I think they're still going to be playing for something, so you can't count on them just lying down. And even, even, if you, even if you could, would you want to? So we'll see. This is a good test today. I'm excited to, to see if what we've seen over the last 10 quarters is real. The Vikings defense is not good. I mean, not great, but they're better than what they've seen over the last few weeks. So we'll see. If Mitch and the offense can match it. I'll have a post-game podcast on House of L. You should go check that out. I appreciate you listening to the previews. And I will do something on Twitter for the score after the game is done. So make sure that you're following at 670 the score. And you can follow me at Lawrence W. Holmes. I'll have a post-game two-minute game note report for you as soon as the game is finished. Have a wonderful Sunday.